starting it off very excited with the yawn babes. Yes, no, no, I'm not, I'm not bored. <laughs> I'm not bored. Well, good. We got word this morning that a beloved child uh, molester has passed oh, away. Beloved child molester. A beloved pedophile, I guess oh, is the preferred. No, is no, that no, the no. preferred nomenclature or no? I don't think I would put, I don't think it's a preferred nomenclature because I don't think I would put beloved or pedophile in the same sentence. But you would agree that this person is beloved, not by us. Not by us, no. And they are more than likely a pedophile. The The evidence po points to that. Put it this way. If they're not, then at the very least, they've helped hid they were an hundreds of pedophiles over the years. And that is not an exaggeration. If anything, that's an under-exaggeration. Mm -hmm. And we are, of course, talking about the death of Pope Benedict. Yeah, and I, I didn't... I actually think... Actually, now that I think about it, I think he might have told me about that um, a while back. Mm -hmm. That he... Um, Ran a camp for deaf kids. And there was rumors of a lot of sexual, inappropriate, inappropriate sexual behavior there between the priests and the kids. I know it's shocking that a priest would do something like that. Really? And apparently this dude used to give speeches about how you could hide pedophiles uh, in the church. I've never heard that, but it's really creepy. Yeah. Um, that's really creepy. Um, that almost sounds like the Jerry Sandusky thing almost. He, Jerry Sandusky is an amateur next to this dude because this dude, Jerry Sandusky eventually got some hate for it. Yeah. But this dude got love despite people knowing this. People still love this dude. Uh, and obviously again, not us. Uh, no. But no. it's, it's such a weird thing when, it came up on the news this morning. I was watching the local news. They didn't mention anything about sexual misconduct. Hmm. Interesting. But there, on the other side of things, there are people that are coming out and saying, "Hey, there's some. There's been some sexual misconduct um, by priests, um, former uh, former altar boys have been coming out and." I think the Catholic Church should have noticed this a long time ago. Um, I think there are some parishes that are noticing it. Well, they've noticed it for I don't even know. I mean, not noticing it. Maybe the the word is um, maybe not so much notice, but actually um, talking about it and doing something about the it. The only reason they're doing something about it now, if we're going to be real, is because of all the lawsuits. Probably, it's not out of the goodness of their heart. Maybe not. I don't know. And I think it's really disingenuous when you hear puff pieces on the ex-pope. And you also, you know, the media tries to make it seem like these are the priests who are trying to fight child molestation in the Catholic Church. Are they? Maybe. But maybe not. And well, so we just I mean, take them at face value because some of them say that now. Well, there might be some priests that are fighting, but it sounds to me like it's not a bunch of them like there are i'm sure that there are some priests i'm sure there are out of it. yeah but you can't say that every single priest is not speaking out about it you mean it's speaking out about it yeah i mean you i mean i'm sorry no, you no i'm saying you can't say that every single priest in the in the catholic church doesn't care no I think no there are some that do care that's a step too far but i think what happens often is the media if a priest says that they are against pedophilia, mm -hmm. the the media often just takes that person at face value without digging a little bit deeper. Right. 
And that's something I have a huge problem with. Well, I mean, and I wonder how much the um, the archdiocese, and I guess that's higher up than, I mean, I don't know how that works. Actually. I, I don't either. I'm, I'm kind of a, a newborn when it comes to the Catholic religion. I should know because I have a lot of people in um, my family that... Um, that grew up that that grew up Catholic, so I don't know I don't know how the archdiocese work, works. I'm thinking that's higher up than the Catholic uh, bishops, but I'm not sure if that's correct. Yeah, I think something like that. But yeah, what do I know? These? What do I know? I don't know. Yeah, you don't. You don't. don't. You don't. I you don't. don't. You don't. And then I saw, and I forgot what I typed in there. Um, on YouTube, but I saw like a clip of, I think it was some kind of a documentary about, um, nuns, um, nuns that have, um, that have molested girls. Mm. And there was, um, a, a couple of women that were talking about the nuns that have, um, uh, plied them with alcohol and, um, they kept on working for the Catholic church and they got to know their families, and it's just stuff like that, like stuff that that priests would do. I'm but, not but shocked this, by that. In this case, it was none, but you don't really hear about it. I, do, in fairness, I don't think it goes often as much as it does with priests. Yeah. Having but, having said that, I'm sure there are a lot of nuns who know about priests who molest kids and don't do anything about it. Yeah, there was a there was a movie um, called Doubt, which I did not see. I've heard good things about. That I heard one. good things about it. It's it's starring um, Amy Adams, and she is. I think she's one of the nuns that was speaking out against the the molestation of those kids of kids in the movie. I told you, babes, that I had a girlfriend before you who was raised Catholic. Now, obviously, she wasn't that time by the time we had gotten together. But I would always say, oh, you know, Catholic priests, they, they molest a lot of kids. And she said, no, that's not true. You're exaggerating. There are a lot of good Catholic priests. And I talked to her more and more. And she was not molested. And, and if she did, she hid it from me. But what she did tell me is both her and her brother were had some inappropriate advances made to them by Catholic priests. Ew. When they were kids. Okay. Yeah. But but she she did not um she she said she wasn't she wasn't harmed but she didn't um she also did she also say that um um did she also agree that Catholic priests have made advances towards kids? Well, I mean, she had to because one had done one made an advance towards her and another one did to her brother, wow. but she said that it was grossly exaggerated what was going on in the church. Um, um, yeah, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Yeah. But then how come you keep hearing stories about it? Horrible stories. Well, and how come she had personal stories about uh -huh, it? Uh-huh. Exactly. Know? Yeah. I mean, there was a, there, I'm not going to give you details because it's really, 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 um, uh, disturbing. Mm -hmm. But, um, when Oprah Winfrey had that show with like 300 men that have been, um, molested as children, there were these uh, twin brothers that were molested by priests and it was really, really shocking yeah. and really disturbing and, and the details that they were telling. And I'm like, that's horrible. Why, why did they not do any background checks on these men? Horrible. Exactly. If you're going to work around kids, you should not. And if you had like a, uh, an abusive background, you shouldn't be around kids. No, I don't think so. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the Catholic thing is just like, come on, guys, we don't need to deify this dude. And everybody's now talking about the new pope like he's such a great person. Uh, I don't. I haven't heard some good things about this pope. Actually. Well, what I was about to say, if he was so great, and I know he's made some reforms, but why didn't he go out of his way to have Pope Benedict arrested, or at least look into his background a little bit more? Because I don't think he has the um, the people's interests. Exactly. No. I, I don't. I don't believe that um, his, the parishioners of the Catholic Church. Um, were on his mind at the time when he was uh, when he is uh, he became pope rather um it it seems like this pope is all about power and money and doesn't really care about anyone that's been hurt okay in fairness i think that's with every person in power for the most part with maybe one or two exceptions so i don't think he's in that respect i doubt that he's any different than any other pope at least that i know of right um but i just don't like the media making it seem like he's such a great guy now he's said some things that i like i like that he doesn't hate gay people but one or two issues that we agree on doesn't make this guy super lib in my opinion or a great guy well, even the cath, even um, Catholics themselves are speaking out against this guy and saying that he's he's you know what is he doing? Oh, you know, from what I understand, yes. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so again, another Catholic uh, controversy. Yes, I, I guess hope they do talk about that. I hope they do on the on the national news and they don't just make it seem like he was a great guy and he stepped down from power and he was beloved. And, you'll you you'll know. probably hear that on um, independent news outlets, but you won't hear that like on CNN, of course. CNN isn't going to report on that. What do you mean? You mean that CNN will do the fluff pieces? Yes. And I'm betting Fox News will too. If we're going to be real, well, Fox and News has and, and, well, Fox News has be, has become more corporate, and I think. Um, the more corporate media becomes, the less interested in um, uh, the other side of the story they are. It seems to me that that way. Well, they're not interested in truth. I mean, we, we could go down the list of all the times mainstream media has lied to us. I do think that independent media will be a little bit more nuanced about this guy. They are. They will. I mean, they're, 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 are, um, they're not just going to tell you that... Um, the Pope is great, but they're also going to say, well, why don't you look at this part of it? Um, but I think uh, corporate media is not going to, it, it's only going to, they're only going to, and I think you would agree with me on this. They're only going to show you one side of the sky. Yeah. And if they do mention it, it's going to be a very quick thing. Like I could see, I haven't listened in, listened to the reporting on NPR, but I bet it goes something like, you know, the, he stepped down and at the very end or in the middle of the report, they'll say 10 seconds about how there were some issues with sexual misconduct. And I bet CNN, Fox News and all and the rest of them will probably do the same thing to where they'll mention it, but it'll be a very light touch of the of the sexual misconduct stuff with little kids. But if it were any other church, any bishop, any pastor, it's all over the news. You mean something else besides the Catholic Church? Yes. If it if it were any other person in another church, um, like if it's the Southern Baptist Convention or if it's um, the Mormon Church or if it's the um, 
what's another one? Um, or if it was like um, the Amish church, you're, you're going to hear that all over the news. See, I don't know if I agree with that. I think if it's a oh, regular, so. if it's a regular member of the church, they'll call it out. Even if it's a, a, a Catholic person, they'll call it out. I think where you get the, it, they brush over it if it's somebody super high up. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's I, exactly what I mean. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm. If it were anybody in another church that isn't well known. Oh, that isn't well known. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. That's yeah, yeah, exactly okay, I mean. okay, okay. Yeah. No, no, because the Pope is like high up there in the Catholic Church. Yeah, it's weird. If you get to be that powerful, you're just protected. Well, I mean, because Warren, I mean, ways. even Warren Jeffs, okay, he was supposedly the prophet of the FLDS branch of the LDS Church, the, the, um, uh, the fringe part of the church, right? Mm -hmm. And he got arrested. Finally, got arrested. Uh, and most likely, he's probably going to die in prison. Oh. But the Pope? No. 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 The priests? I don't even think I've heard anything about priests being arrested for um, for um, several counts of pedophilia. Exactly. It's like if you're a priest, you are legally allowed to molest kids and the church will back you up by paying out these millions of dollars in settlements. Now, do we say that in this country? Do we say you're legally allowed to do that? No. But how can you tell? You can tell by how many of these people have been thrown in prison that you're legally allowed. And, to and I don't know any. I don't know of any priests. I mean, they've been stripped of. They probably have been stripped of their um, position. Yeah. And not allowed to work in parishes. But are they ever um, brought to trial and? Are they ever arrested? No. And a lot of the times it's not even that. It's you get transferred to another church. Right. In a yeah, another community. parish. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and there are, and there are priests, of course, that are probably um, very upset over that and um, cardinals. Yeah. But it's like the Catholic Church as a whole, what are they doing about it? And it's been happening for years. Mm -hmm. They're paying out settlements when they have to. They're putting together fluff stories that the media will pick up to make them seem like good people. And there are good Catholics. I Yeah, I do remember there was a movie, and I don't remember if it was a TV movie or a Lifetime movie or something, and it was about this little boy that was molested by his Catholic priest. It was on the Hallmark Channel. No, it wasn't. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I forgot what it was called. I don't remember what it was called, but um, he was trusted by families and... Um, he was taken to trial in the movie and I forgot what happened to him. Yeah. See, if the news was really fair and balanced, and I know I'm kind of picking on Fox News because... Well, they're no longer fair and balanced. They were never. But if they, they were... They were at one time, but now it's it's completely changed. But let's go, go on. We disagree. But if they were, what they would do is, okay, we gave you a 90-minute fluff piece on the on the Pope. Now let's hear from some of the people who were victimized and who the Pope protected their their uh, perpetrators who they they protect you know let's hear from some of the people who were molested um by by priests who the pope protected see this is proof that humans uh and even the pope can fail you even the pope is a flawed human being yeah and the catholic church as a whole uh believes that the Pope can't do anything wrong. Let me go check that Yeah, out. yeah. Alana put in an Instacart order right before we started doing this. So, you might hear things periodically that you normally wouldn't. Oh, goodness. <laughs> okay, let me go 
click. Yeah, I think it's insane. And after we talk about him, we got to talk about the new controversy with Marjorie Taylor Greene and your girl Tulsi Gabbards. Because I think you're going to love that. Okay. All right. Um, the person just started shopping. Oh, good. Oh, boy. That is really good. That is really good. Yes. Yeah, I, I love putting um, an order in for priority because they're pretty fast. Just... I might have to give Instacart another chance, even though I had a bad experience with them. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the reason why I shop um, on Instacart so much is because they're, they're really quick for the most part, unless yeah. there's like inclement weather. Mm -hmm. um, I... Um, I get things right away, um, whether I have it on a priority or standard standard. Yeah. Um, and you can get it on the same day. You don't have to like, you don't have to wait. Like you don't have to um, order it the night before. So to make sure that you, because you're, you're an Instacart member, you don't pay for a priority. Um, it, it's only like a couple of dollars. Oh, see, that's what be included in your membership. That's okay. I don't mind. Okay. I, I have the money to pay priority. It's only a couple of dollars. Okay. It's, no skin off my back. Nice. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. And two dollars is is, you know, a small sacrifice for Oh my goodness. Yeah, for getting your stuff here, right? For getting now. my stuff. It's a small sacrifice. Yeah. I don't mind. Uh did you have anything else you wanted to say about the Pope? No, I just I well I just, like like I said in in my um the last comment I made uh before I talked about Instacart is yeah. that that just proves that the Pope is just as much a flawed human being as everybody else and that he he should not be looked at like a, a godly figure all the time. Exactly. Nobody should. And nobody should be looked like that. I mean, yes, there are people that are um, that are very strong in their faith, but they can fail you. They can fail you. And it's, it's, it's going to happen. And some people who have great intentions also fail. Maybe not as hard as the Pope. Right. But you're just, you, that's part of the game of being human. It is because we're not wired to be perfect. Yeah, we're not wired wired to to be perfect people, and we're going to fail each other. We just have to recognize that we failed, and and then do, um, and then uh, uh, do things to um, to make ourselves better. Nice, you know. Yes. All right. So let's talk about the latest Marjorie Taylor. Oh no, no, no! You're gonna love this. You're gonna love this. Really? So Tulsi Gabbard's did an interview with George Santos. Yeah. And Marjorie Taylor Greene comes out on Twitter criticizing Tulsi Gabbard's for not having enough grace during the interview. What? Really? Yep. Yep. She said that she didn't have enough grace in, during the interview, and and I think that she said that um, because. Tulsi Gabbard's had an F from the NRA a couple years ago that she shouldn't be trusted. Okay. What do you think about that? I don't know. I don't. I don't know about the story. This was reported um, in. Okay, sorry. I personally think now. Now, no matter what you think about Tulsi Gabbard, it's Gabbard. Okay. Not Gabbard. I'm not a fan of either of these women. Okay. Whatever. Um. No matter what you think about Tulsi Gabbard, she did come out and ask. George Santos to talk about integrity and tell her the, what integrity means to him. Yeah. And he couldn't even answer that because he's been lying the whole time. Exactly. And, and I'm glad she did. It, it doesn't matter who it is. I'm glad somebody did ask him because if he's going to lie to us now, we can't trust a, a guy like that in Congress. He lied about a lot of things and now, and now he's lying. He lied about his, his, his ethnicity. He lied about his religion. He lied about his sexual orientation 
um, and about his marriage. He lied about his business endeavors. Um, and it just came out about his business, right? Yeah. And that's, and he's being investigated, um, uh, I think, federally now. There's a new federal investigation into him because they're wondering how he had all this money that mm-hmm. is supposedly unaccounted for because he used to live with his sister until a couple, until like three or four years ago. And now he owns like all these properties and whatnot. And there's no indication of how You know what that kind of reminds me of? What's that? That almost reminds me of, um, what's that guy's name? The one in um, The Disaster Artist. Oh, um, the main dude. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Tommy, Tommy Wiesel. Tommy Tommy White Wise Wise or Wise. Yeah, one of those. Wise or Wise. Yeah. Yeah. And and nobody nobody really knows like oh, that much about him. Yeah, yeah, really. Like and he has this like oh. really a uh, weird um very thick um European accent. Yeah. So with George Santos, I did a little bit more research into the half black thing. Do you know how that came about? How? He was on Twitter, uh-huh. and he uh, released a drawing of Michelle Obama and Barack Obama as monkeys, and people oh. started criticizing him. Really? So in the comments, he responded, I can't be racist. I'm half black. What is this whole movement of people saying that they can't be racist because they're not white? Yeah. I don't get that. Yeah. Um by the way, let's let's get off of George Santos. For so a so let's go back to M MGT for just a second That's or MTG. Yeah. So she, I don't know about this whole Twitter thing because I'm not on Twitter. Okay, I'm but, sure I'll be hearing about this in the upcoming days. Okay. but I don't really care what she says on Twitter. All right, but but my this comes after. Now I've I've said for a long time that she is anti an anti semite, but recently a MAGA mommy. Who you... A mega mommy. A mega mommy. I don't even call them that. But. By the name of Lauren Boebert also said that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is an anti-Semite. Was this all on Twitter? No, this was on video. She said, you can't trust somebody who talks about uh, Jewish lasers. And ref- Jewish and re- what? Jewish lasers in, ref- in reference to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, this was I, last week. I don't know. I'm out of the loop on that fight, Bubs. But what do you think of the MAGA mommies kind of like going at it now? Bubs! What? I don't call They're not MAGA mommies. Okay. <laughs> or MAGA mamas. <laughs> I don't call them that. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I I should look at. I should look into this because I've never heard it. And I don't really um, keep up with um, a lot of MAGA people fighting. But okay. Unless it actually has has some significance so yeah. I, I don't know about that yeah. I, i'm just kind of staying out of that unless it's really that important to look at like like when it comes to speaker of the house which i do not agree with mtg on kevin mccarthy being the speaker of the house again yeah. I, I do not think he would be a good speaker and he's not going to do his job and he will not work for the people and i think somebody else would be a better speaker that's fair um that's one thing i do not agree with her on um but I mean, as far as the the fight between her and Lauren Boebert, I'm kind of out of the loop on that one. That's fair, but I I would encourage you to look into it. Okay. Uh, here's a question for you. What's that? Who who is your favorite MAGA mommy? Is Bubs, it what? They're not MAGA mommies. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you who my favorite MAGA people are. Go ahead. Um. I'm gonna, what? And obviously, you would consider Trump number one, so that's that's like a given. So, um, 
uh carry lake is a big one um uh lore uh there are there, there is one thing i do not agree with uh, lauren bobert on but um she is definitely a big one okay um as far as mtg goes i agree with her um i agree with her with her on a lot of things but i do not agree with her on um uh on kevin mccarthy okay i, I just don't i don't um let me think uh i can't i think i i those are the three that are coming to mind or the four that are coming to mind at the moment interesting interesting um, okay. but um since we're talking about <clears throat> uh people that claim that um they can't be racist because they're non-white yeah so I don't know if you know about this documentary that I do not plan on watching. Go ahead. But there's supposedly this documentary called Deconstructing Karen. But what you don't know about it. Go ahead. Is that uh, there? It is. It's put together by these two women. Yeah. They're a black woman and a, another one. I I don't know what her ethnicity is, and it doesn't really matter. But they have this. They they put this uh, organization together called Race to Dinner. Yeah. And they're inviting all these white women, not anybody else, because I guess to them, Karens are all white, but that's not, that's not true. That's not exactly true. No, but what, but what they're doing is they're inviting these white women. And I don't know when this documentary came out. And I, I heard this because it was on um, a Dr. Phil episode. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't have heard about it. But they're inviting these two women, the, these these white women to the dinner just to um, convince them that they have been racist this whole time. And they just met these women. That's the weird. They just met these women. Okay. Uh, yeah. Keep in mind. They just met these women. Um, one of them said that she doesn't trust these women. She, um, she said that she doesn't want anything from these women, that she doesn't trust these women. And then the, the other, one of the ladies is like, well, why did you invite us to dinner if you don't yeah. trust us? Yeah. And and um, you know, you seem you guys seem like you're very aggressive. And the one lady is like, "Why on earth are you getting so upset?" It's almost like they were sponsored by Barefoot Poetry Organization. A uh, Bigfoot. Bigfoot Poetry Organization. Or or Bigfoot uh, whatever you call it, regionals or something. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was just like this whole like it was almost like an interrogating an interrogation thing. Like they have to come to grips with their own racism when yeah all they want to do is get to know these two women that are that are um hosting this dinner, and um they feel like okay well since they're white people they shouldn't feel anything. Yeah. Now here's the thing. We strongly disagree on this. I, I absolutely believe that white privilege is a thing. Now, having said that, I do believe it's blown out of proportion. And it's systemic racism is, is a huge thing in this, uh, in this country. But how do you know that these specific women are racist if all you know about them is they're white? Well, I think the only systemic racism that's happening in this country is happening in abortion facilities because of what uh, Margaret Singer wanted to do to black babies, but nobody's talking about that. Okay. What? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I wasn't finished. What they wanted to do to black babies. But here you got these two women that are not white and they're, they're, um, they're trying to, um, uh, it's almost like they're trying to ambush white women 
and blame them for the atrocities of what happened uh, before they were born. Yeah, that's insane. It's insane, and and they and they're um they're they're coming at them like these white women have done some racist things to them, but all they did was come to their dinner. Yeah, and, and you don't know the character of these white women. Like maybe some of them are racist, and maybe they don't know because people sometimes don't understand their own behavior because you can get in a bubble. But just assuming that isn't true, just saying, okay, instead of just saying it's maybe, let's say it's for sure true, you don't know the characters of these women, you don't know the sacrifices they've made, and you also, and, and I haven't seen the documentary, so maybe they did some research, you also don't know the economic background they came from. So, like, uh, a rich white woman who was born into money in Manhattan is going to be a lot different than a poor white woman who was born in the Appalachians. Exactly. And, um, and so they were on the pan, they were, um, on the Dr. Phil show with this one lady that was accused of being Karen. Yeah. But I saw a clip of her video and she was explaining that she was in, was it Georgia? She was living in Georgia. She was picking up a UPS package and she, she was in the store and she didn't, she didn't wear a mask because it wasn't required. Okay. Right. It wasn't required. Um, but the, the store was giving her a lot of flack and, um, all she wanted to do was check, um, her UPS packages that she got for her relatives. I think yeah. it was for Christmas or something. And, uh, they were, they were telling her that they, she had to step out of the store because she wasn't wearing a mask and it, and it actually wasn't required. Yeah. If it's not required, then you can't um, fault the person. Uh-huh. And then, um, she was um she was crying on stage because she was telling Dr. Phil, look, I'm I'm a poor, I, I'm not middle class. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that might be the driver. Oh. I don't know. I, I didn't get the number. Hold on. All right. Yeah. Hold on a second. You want to call that person back? Uh let me go check really quick. Alright, I'm gonna pause this. It's not the it's not the driver. Okay, cool. No. Two six number. That's uh Washington, right? That's Seattle. That's Seattle, nice. And the lady just checked out. There we go. The J O K one. But um <laughs> But what what I, okay, so so back to what I was saying. Yeah. The lady was crying because she was telling um Dr. Phil what was going on. She was a poor woman. She had a lot of things going on. She was trying to get her packages. And she felt like um, just because she was white, they thought she was middle class. And and these two women um, thought that she was a Karen because of it. And um, and they were um, and 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 they came on stage and said, you know, we saw you crying and we thought, oh, um, you know, that's just a, a white woman tactic to get people for uh, to get people to sympathize with her. And yeah. It's like she goes. Well, I wasn't crying for sympathy. I was just sharing what was going on in my life. Yeah. And um, and she was, you know, she wasn't combative towards him, but she was really annoying. And she's like, you know, how dare you come out here? You're you're just, you know, she basically said, all you're doing is saying all this stuff to promote a book because that's what they were doing. They okay. Were promoting a book and they were also promoting their documentary. Their documentary yeah. And not listening to what she was actually trying to say. Yeah. And I thought that was very... Um, um, is the word disingenuous? Yeah, the word is disingenuous. I mean, I thought that was very disingenuous because if they really wanted to help these white women, so-called, 
then why are they um, making them feel like they're worthless? Yeah. And 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 and, and without even wanting to know what, what's really in their heart. Yeah, and like a more noble pursuit. Mm-hmm. And sorry to interrupt you, but I am a white man, and you are a woman of color, so I feel justified. That was, a, by the way, that was a joke. I know. Right. We don't talk to each other like that. <laughs> but but uh, I interrupted you because I'm an asshole. But are you? Uh, I can't be. But, I never said that. Oh, thank you. So, but the the more productive way to do something is instead of just inviting these white women to dinner and saying, "Hey, you're a white woman, you're racist," is maybe saying, "Hey." I, I kind of have these feelings that you might be racist, but that might be a misconception. Maybe we should talk it out. Yeah, why couldn't it be, be like, why don't we have a dialogue of racial, uh, of, of race relations instead of saying, you guys are horrible, I don't trust you at all. And, and, and one of the women's friends actually said, yeah, I understand why she doesn't trust me. And the one, and one of the ladies in the dinner said, well, if she's your friend, then you should know you know, you should wonder why she would even call you her friend if she exactly. doesn't trust you. And and those ladies made a, made a point because it's like, why would you invite us here, pay for our meals or whatever, just to browbeat us into thinking that we're we're racist um, women when you don't even know us? That's, exactly. And I'm and um, I just thought I'm gonna see if I can find the second episode of that of that Dr. Phil show because it was really provocative mm. and um. Now, Dr. Phil never gave his opinion on the show because he wanted people to kind of think, well, um, you know, think for themselves what this is all about. Um, but I thought it was very um, uncomfortable. Yeah. But I think that people should be aware of people like them. I have a bias, but I get the sense and I, I know, I know, Dr. Phil, old white dude from the South, I'm guessing he's probably pretty conservative. But I don't, I don't I don't know that for sure. I don't know. I mean, in, in that audience, it seemed like there was more libs in the audience. So I don't know what he thought about that. Mm. And and there were there wasn't a lot of people that were coming to this lady's defense while um, the two ladies were trying to browbeat her into thinking that um, or try to gaslight her. I guess it's what I should say. Yeah. Um, into thinking that her feelings don't matter because she's white. Um, that's a horrible thing to do. It's It's very, very racist, overtly racist. It is. It is. But, but, and the. And, and how, I guess my question would be, and I'm sorry to interrupt you again. Yeah. But how is, how are white people supposed to understand the atrocities that were, um, that were against black people? And there, and there were. There still are. There were legitimate atrocities. But how are they supposed to, um, understand it if these two women, people like these two women, are trying to uh, force themselves uh, to think a certain way. Okay, but you got to ask yourself a, qu- a couple of questions. Are do these two black women represent everybody who's black? Absolutely not. No, they don't. So then, well, you I think to... one of them is black and the other one is brown okay. or whatever. But you get my point. Yeah, absolutely not. They don't rep- represent all black people. So we have to ask ourselves another question: Do these two women represent all lefties? Absolutely not. So then we have to ask ourselves, well, are, the, are these women famous? I would say they might be getting some not- some uh, notoriety from this documentary. Yeah. But no, because if they were famous, you'd say these famous ladies whose names are this and that. Well, I think so one that, of them tried to run for Congress, but she lost. Okay. Yeah. So they're not really that They're not really up. that famous. And- so, so then we have to ask ourselves real quick, is 
Are these women prominent? No, it sounds like they're just nut jobs who got some money to make a documentary. Uh-huh. And if they're nut jobs, then do we take them seriously? Or do we treat them as, as nut jobs? I didn't take them seriously. And I say we treat them as nut jobs, and they're really not that important to I, I didn't take them seriously at and, all, but 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 the fact that, I mean, I think I think people should talk about, well, number one, just because you're not white, that doesn't make you... Um, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be racist. Um, and that that's what they were trying to say. Well, I'm not white, so that means that I'm not racist. Yeah, the, I have heard language like that. Like, I you can only ridiculous. be language if you're right, if you're white. Mm-hmm. And that is a lefty concept. Like, you don't hear that in right-wing circles. I, no, you don't. For obvious reasons. But I think that's the dumbest, most insane idea you could ever hear. Well, yeah. But yep. at the same point, how many people really believe that? It's a small, it's a small number. And and most of the people who believe that don't really have a lot of power in this well, country. Well, and, and it's just like saying that if you're blind, you couldn't be a racist. And we I've heard that too. That. We already know that blind people can be just as racist, if not more racist. I've known a lot of racist blind people. Um, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I, I heard of at least one, no, two you told me about. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I couldn't believe it. I'm like, that is insane. By the way, I, I wanna make clear these people weren't like friends of mine. Okay. There are people I knew in the community. Right. Right. Um, and I think it's ridiculous when I hear people say that too. No. Right. So, but again, yes, it's a dumb statement to say just because you're white, you're not racist. That is stupid, that's it uneducated. Is very stupid, yeah. But that's fringe. That's yeah. fringe stuff. It's not being yeah. adopted by the masses. It's a no, fringe it's, belief. And I'm glad it isn't adopted by the masses because anybody in their right mind would say, no, that's not true. And, that, that's not true at all. And most people who say that stuff are kind of treated like a joke by intelligent people who are both black, white, Latino, all that stuff. So uh-huh. I, I don't really take that stuff seriously. Or or people like or or people will say that you're automatically racist if you support someone who may have said something. Like, like a, a support somebody's free speech, even if you don't agree with it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe that either. But I don't either. again, that's, that's a minority. That's not most people who feel that oh, way. Oh, no, no. I agree with you. I, I, I think that is definitely a fringe, uh, a fringe thing that, that should just stop already. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the fact that they're, I don't know where this documentary is. I doubt that anyone is really watching it. Yeah. But I mean, one of the reasons I get more worked up about people on the right than I do on the left is because when there's, uh, let's say an, an idea that I find more crazy that comes out of the right, it gets embraced a lot by the masses where a crazy idea on the left, some of them get through, but most of them are filtered out. It depends on what it is because, I mean, it, it really all depends on what the thing is, though, Bubs. It's it's not uh, a one-size-fits-all thing that everything on the right is being embraced because there are some people that say that they're on the right, but they're really not. Um, and, and then you have to, you, have to you, you know, the people on the right are kind of filtering that out, too. To some extent, but, like, Sean Hedney has pretty much said that he spread a lie about about stop the steal because he said that he talked about it on the show and he pretended that it was true but he never believed it so if you believe that stop the steal is real but you know that one of the people who's talking about it and saying that it's real doesn't believe it and never did then he hurts your thoughts and by the way 
by the way, I don't um I don't watch his show anymore. Okay. Um and I haven't been in the loop about what he said and I kind of think he's really I, I in some ways I think he's whiny. Yeah. Um I don't like I don't like whiny people like that. Um just like uh, Mark Levin and Sean Hannity has some ideas that I do agree with, but I can't stand somebody that's going to whine and not do anything about it. That's fair, but you do re- realize that a lot of people on the right still watch his show, and oh, the, there's I think there's more people on I think there's a lot of people on the right that are no longer um, watching Fox completely, right? But you know what I'm saying though, yeah. and if people are watching his show, he may be saying something you you agree with, but if he's also tells. If he also says that he doesn't actually believe it, um, that's problematic too, in a way. It's like if, it, it is, it is. And, yeah, and, and and keep in mind, you're the only person I know that brought this up, so I don't, I, I did not hear yeah. it. Just like I didn't hear the, um, just like I wasn't aware about what um, Marjorie Taylor Greene said on Twitter because I'm not on it. Yeah, um, th- that doesn't mean that it isn't true. Yeah, it yeah. means that I'm, I, I wasn't aware. Of but it. it's like, let's say it was the reverse. Like, let's, you know, that I'm an Amy Goodman fan, and we know that you're not, and and some of your criticism is valid. Uh-huh. But let's say it came out tomorrow that Amy Goodman believes in Stop the Still. And she be- she's always believed in it, but she never uh, presents it that way on her show. Or Amy Goodman uh, donates a lot of money to Marjorie Taylor Greene and that they're actually good friends. And she believes a lot of the stuff that Marjorie Taylor Greene is, but she doesn't represent that as her show. So she tries to be a lefty. I would be pissed off. I would be pissed off at something like that. Of course. Yeah, because you're not saying what you believe. Now, then we can have a separate argument. Are you saying the truth? Are you not? But if you don't believe it, mm-hmm. then it, then it's a very murky murky area for me. No, I I get that. Yeah. Uh, yes. Anywho. Anywho. I think we should move on. Yeah, we should. Let's talk about another person in the media who was murdered. No, no, no. She was not murdered. <laughs> okay, first off, let me just say this. I heard this earlier this morning, and then, and then you decide to, and and I was like kind of awake by that time so um you know if i really wasn't paying attention i probably would fall for it and then i thought wait a minute no this isn't true um you were saying that barbara walters was murdered and i and i almost fell for just because i was like are you sure you're half awake i was half awake and then i thought no that's not true because i heard this this morning okay so let me tell you what happened (laughs) last night after you go to bed I go on the BBC, and I think it had just come out. They said, Barbara Walters dies peacefully at her home at age 93. And immediately I thought, oh, this would be a good prank for J-Lo. Hmm. I, I could say, oh, right. you just got a notification. Okay, pause it, please. All right, I'll pause it. Hold on. Alexa. It's. All right, so we got like six more minutes before it comes here. Yeah. So. I, I, when I saw that Barbara Walters died, I thought this would be a funny prank to play on my little JLo <laughs> to say that her home was invaded and Barbara Walters was being tortured for weeks. She got away from the home and inv- from the, the her captors long enough to make a telephone call, but then she died in the shootout between the captors and the police. And they said, "Wait a minute, that's not right." I, I, well, we're here. I thought this immediately when I saw it last night, and I almost woke you up to tell you that. <laughs> And then what happened is I start laughing and I'm because, you you know, we're in the same bed. So the bed, I was afraid that the bed was going to shake and wake you up. So I had to get out and go into the living room. 
<laughs> to make sure that I didn't wake you up from this. Really? Yeah. You were laughing that hard? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I got to tell Alana this in the morning. This will be really funny. <laughs> You're terrible, you know that? I'm good. I'm the good boy. <laughs> That's called a good boy prank, babes. Really? Yeah. Oh, trying to scale you. Yeah, well. No, no, no. Well, here, what do you think of Barbara Walters? I don't know. You know, um, I don't know. I I liked some of her pieces. Maybe some of them were fluff pieces. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, I never thought that she had any ill intent when she um, would interview people. Um, her her interview with, was it, did she, was she the one that interviewed Patrick Swayze before he died? I think it was. I right? never saw it, but I believe you're yeah. correct. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Some of her interviews were kind of interesting. I love watching her interview people. Oh, that's probably the thing. Angela, please. Hello. Yeah, well. Okay, it's on the way up. Wow, that was fast, babe. Let's pause it, Bubs. Oh, should we? Yes, it... Bubs. All right, all right, all right. We're going to come back to this in a minute. <laughs> in a minute, Bubs. We'll pause in it. You sure we don't want to unload no, the... Okay, no, all right. No. So, just to be on the record, I would continue doing this. But Alana's saying we got to pause. No. All right. So, we're pausing for... Nobody needs to know what we got for groceries. My J will. Yeah. Bye-bye for now. We'll be... Well, we'll be right back. We'll, we'll be right, right back, back, even though we won't. But we will. And we're back. We are back. We got some good groceries. I'm not allowed to say what Alana bought. Uh, no. <laughs> I think that some things just need to stay private. Yes. Not that there's anything bad in the groceries, but it's just like, I don't want everybody to know. Let's just say we're going to be having a fun time tonight. Ah, not that. But. I'll, okay, we're going to have a delicious, we're going to have a delicious meal. Yes. J-Lo. Yes. We were talking about Barbara Walters. Yeah. Were you finna saying your piece about her? Well, I was going to say that um, she may have had some fluff pieces, but I think overall her interviews are really entertaining and um, really interesting. Now, some people might disagree, and I and there's some, you know, how Barbara Walters has like the fifty most influential people. Sure. Some people might disagree on her choices, but I think for the most part, they're pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, and that's a corporate decision, too. It's also, yeah. who can you get to be interviewed? So, if, you know, Elon Musk is the most interesting person of the year, but he refuses to be interviewed, then they're going to choose somebody else. That's by uh -huh. the nature of it, right? Probably. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the Barbara Walters interview. I think she did good work. Now, I know a lot of that stuff is fluff. And I know everybody feels some kind of way about The View. I've never seen an episode of View from uh, beginning to end. I personally liked it when she was a host because she really knew how to moderate. And it wasn't just about politics like The View is now. And it, and, and a lot of people aren't watching it anyway. But I liked, I, I liked when she was the host of it uh, a long time ago. And this was around uh, the mid-90s when I was a teenager. Okay. So, and I used to watch it a lot more, but... Um, I thought her hosting was better. Yeah, I, I, I honestly do, haven't seen enough of it to give it an opinion one way or another. Yeah. So I'm I, not, not going to pretend like I've, I'm an expert yeah, and, with you. Yeah, and so um, I, I used to watch The View a little bit more, but now I don't anymore because it's, it's n no longer something that I'm uh, 
no longer something that I want to watch anymore because it's just gotten too political and it, it's it's just uh, on politics and it never talks about anything else anymore. I, I don't know about that. But what I will say, back to Barbara Walters, is she was a pioneer in television. She, she I think she was the first anchor or the first uh, news personality to make a million dollars a year. Wow. And she got that deal when she left, I want to say, NBC to go over to ABC because a lot of people don't remember but she used to host the Today Show. I didn't know that. With, I believe, Hugh Downs for around 15 years. Before they did 2020. Before they did 2020. Yeah. And then they were reunited on that show, which ran for decades. It's still on the air. Yes, it is. So she has... She's helped start two big franchises for ABC. Uh-huh. 2020 and The View. And obviously, I know that there were other people involved with those shows. But she was a major factor in getting them off the the ground. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And she's interviewed a lot of world leaders. And you can make Mm -hmm. the argument that she hasn't always asked them the toughest questions. But it is, it's like news tainment, right? So there's some news, but it is a little bit of let's have some fun too. Yeah. What? Well, and it's also, and I know this is going to sound like a super lefty thing, but I'm a super lefty, is you can't deny that there was a power to seeing her in an anchor's chair. And I know she wasn't anchoring a nightly news program, but you know what I mean. Uh-huh. On news programs, seeing a woman there back in the day. that To some people, that's super powerful. And I think that that should be recognized. And I think it also should be recognized that she was very well paid and... So you're not only doing a man's job, you know, in quotations, but you're also doing a man's job and like the highest paid person in that field for a number of years. And I think that that's super powerful. And she's very important in my mind to the women's rights movements in this country just because of stuff like that. What do you think of what I just said? It it does sound like a lefty thing. It is. That's but all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I am a lefty, but but at the same point. it is good that you know you know because back then, uh, women were not, um. I mean, if we really want to, if we really want to be honest, they weren't treated the way that they should have been treated. And they weren't seen on TV that way usually. Yeah. Maybe on the local news, but not on the national level. If you had a reporter, on, a newswoman on the national level, she would be like the sidekick. But Barbara Walters could hold her own. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know that um, Diane Sawyer, I think, is much younger than her. But yeah. Diane Sawyer has done some very interesting um reporting too yeah i thought it was very um some some of her stuff is uh thought provoking yeah but she didn't reach the level of prominence that barbara walters did i understand that i'm just saying you know when i think of barbara walters and women that were on abc i also think of diane sawyer good 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 um i think she has a great legacy you may not always agree with everything she did but i think overall her legacy is amazing, and uh, yeah. that's where I stand with it. I remember that she was open about. I think she had a sister that was that was a special needs um, yeah. child. Yeah, she wrote about that in her book. In her, yeah. in her book, and then she wrote another book about um, how her how she adopted her daughter Jackie mm-hmm. because she would always tell her, "You may not have been born from my my womb, but you were born in my heart." Yeah, because she adopted her. Um, when she was a baby. Oh. Yeah. 
And now Jackie's getting a lot of money. Maybe. I would hope so. Yeah. I think I think Barbara Walters only had um Jackie um as her uh, yeah. child. Yeah. I'm curious about something. Alexa, what's Barbara Walters' net worth? Wow. 170 million. That doesn't surprise me. That doesn't either. For a couple of different reasons. One, she may have gotten stock mm-hmm. as part of her deal um with ABC. I don't know. And if she held on to it, then that could be worth something because I'm assuming that was transferred over to Disney stock. Two, I believe she owned the rights to all those interviews. So if NBC wanted to re I mean ABC owned the exclusive rights for a number of years, but I think most of those reverted back to her. So if she wanted to do do like a special with NBC with those interviews, she could have done it um, after a certain period of time. So, and she was also working up until 2016. Yeah. And she, um, trying to think, she was from Boston, I think originally, right? I don't know that much about her, to be honest. I've heard of her book. I remember when she was promoting it, and I want to say 2008, but I haven't read it, mm. and I should. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, to know more about this incredible lady who's on her way to see the good Lord. Oh my goodness, I don't know, but I I heard that her um her daughter Jackie, when she was uh growing up, got into some trouble. Oh really? That's what I hear. What it what, what kind I of? I think trouble? she was acting out or something. I can't remember what it was, but oh. she said that um. Uh, her daughter Jackie would admit that she, yeah, she was, um, she was acting out. Oh, yes. Well, good. Well, good. I hope Jackie had fun and that she can enjoy the hundred seventy mil in peace now. Oh my goodness! I hope this Jackie lady is retired and now just like she doesn't have to work now, right? I don't know, Bubs. I don't know. I would assume Jackie doesn't have to work. So Maybe she does, but she's not really famous like her mom was. No, but she's getting all the all that money because Barbara Walters didn't have any kid other kids, so um, she's probably going to leave all that to Jackie. Maybe I don't. Yeah. Know. Good on you, Jackie. Oh my goodness! Look, I wish that I could have been a child of a super rich celebrity, but I'm not going to hate on somebody who was just because I wasn't. So yeah. I'm I'm happy for Jackie today. She gets all that cash. Uh oh. You know, Does I, she? I don't know. I would hope so. Yeah. Oh, imagine that for Jackie, babes. Is she thinks she's about to hit the payload, and then she goes to the will reading, and she doesn't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. No, Barbara Walters might be donating some money to charity, but I imagine the vast majority of it it's is probably going to go to her daughter. Yeah, maybe. I maybe. have I have a friend. I have a lot of friends with rich parents. Wow. I don't know. I don't but really know anyone with uh, that I can think of. It's probably more than half my friends come from money. Wow. Which is really weird because I don't. But anyways, one of my friends, his final parent died a couple years ago. His, his final parent? Yeah, I don't want to give too many details away. It's why I'm phrasing it oh. like that, which I know is a little oh, bit okay, okay. out there. Okay. And it's him and another sibling. And he said that the money goes three ways. A third goes to him, a third goes to his other sibling, and a third goes to charity. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I guess that's nice of his mom. Oh. To give a third of the money to charity. You know what? As much of a lib as I am, babes, Mm -hmm. if I was a super rich dude with kids, I'd leave all my money to my kids. 
I don't give any money to charity. Oh. I'm just telling you how it is, babes. I mean, I would in my lifetime, but not after that. Oh, my goodness. How do you feel about this? I don't know. Uh-oh. Uh, you're obsessed with people's net worth, so okay. I don't know. I'm going to give you a scenario now. Okay. You, in three months, you find out you're pregnant, and the next day, you win the lottery and get a billion dollars after taxes. How do you set up your will? Uh, I don't know, but I never thought of that. Okay. Lovely. Okay. Well, good. Well, I still love you, babes. Okay. All right, give me a kiss now. No. Why? I deserve it. Why? Because I deserve it and you uh, don't, but I'm doing it. Oh, my thing. goodness. What happened? Not because. <laughs> what? You weirdo. <laughs> okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. This is, a, this is an interesting episode. They all Alrighty. are, babes. They all are. Yes. And we're like an hour into it. Wow. I'm, let me let me double check that. We're about 56 minutes. And we it. managed to get, I managed to get groceries in the process. That's right. This is not great. Yes, that is great, babes. And she got everything. Yeah. Everything. Yes, very good, j -Lo. Oh, you got another Oh, it's just a notification saying, uh, tell us how we did. Nice. Yeah, I might have to give Instacart another shot, but we'll see. I think so. Yeah. And sometimes they'll call you and say, hey, we're running out of this. Is there anything else you want? Nice. Yeah. Just yeah. to make sure that it's um, set up to that. Very good there, J-Lo. Very good. J-Lo. Yeah. Last night, we did some reading. Yes, we did. Tell me. So uh, I started the book Lolita, and you started after me. And I'm still, I mean, where I am is on chapter 11. But basically, um, you know, it talks about the, in the, introdu in the introduction, it talks about um, uh, why, you know, what, what um, Debakov was trying to get at in the book. Mm -hmm. And um, it mentions um, Annabelle in the beginning of the um the first part and um and i'm not done with that part yet but it talks about how um how it's possible he could have gotten obsessed with lolita and it, it may have started with annabelle his um his friend who died tragically when she was about 12 i think it was and that kind of sent him on a downward spiral of going after young girls and then um um in the first part, it talks about his, his um, time with Annabelle before she died. And then it talks about um, what a nymphette is and that um, there was a, a nymphette named Monique yep. that he got together with. But he thinks that she's a lot younger um, than what she said she was because she's 18. Yeah. And then um, he's talking about um, his marriage to Valeria, who was this fat woman. Oh. <laughs> And um and and I'm at the part where she where they end up uh, getting a divorce. I'm at the part where he is just getting back from the Arctic, from going there for a job thing. Yeah. Uh, I talked a little bit about the. What are oh, you doing? oh wait, oh wait, no, there was something in my ear. Okay. Um, no, I mean actually, no, I take that back. Where I am right now is when he meets uh, Mrs. Hayes. Nice. There we go, there, Jay Wool. I finished that book that I was telling you about the other day called the, uh, I almost said the Arctic girls, but the, the radium girls. Yeah. And it was really powerful. I think where we left off yesterday. Mm -hmm. And again, my memory is not perfect. Uh, 
Now that Barbara Walters is dead, I'm the oldest living female reporter. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm what? joking. But, oh, real quick with the Barbara Walters thing. The, the other thing I was telling you this morning was it's weird. She died almost a year to the day after Betty White. They both have the initials BW, and they're both oh, pioneers wow. in television. Yeah, yeah, because Betty White w- would have been 100 years old this year if she didn't die on New Year's year, Eve of last year. And she would have been 100 years old in January of this year, too. Exactly. Yeah. 101. No, I mean in January of this year, meaning 2022, because we're doing this the final day of the year. She would have turned, she died like two weeks before her 100th birthday. That's exactly what I said. Oh, you mean, okay, okay. But anyways, because you said 101. No, she would have been 101 next year. Yes, but I said this year. Yeah, yeah, and I just said that. I just said that she she would have been 100 this year. I thought you said 101. No. Okay. Uh, anyways, we'll go back to the tape when it's released. Oh my god! I don't have time to deal with it now. But but getting back to the books, I finished the Radium Girls. I believe where we left off yesterday, they had just found an attorney to take their case, mm-hmm. and they're he's really good at manipulating the press, for lack of a better word. So he mm-hmm. takes. One of the the women had died, and in the five women that he was representing, and he takes the other four, and and um and the husband of of one of them, and he starts an organization called the Living Dead, because they're all expected to die soon. Oh well, one of the girls loses her arm, wow. and they don't get a lot of money, and there was a couple, Tom, and I forgot his wife's name, but she was dying. Mm-hmm. And she had two little kids. So they they say, okay, this she's going to be our test example. If she wins this case, it's going to be really good for us to go after a radium dial co- a corporation. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know that she's dying, dying. Like she knows that she's in bad shape. She has two little kids. But the doctors, as mm-hmm. often was the case back then, wouldn't tell the patient you know, the full details. Right. They go into the courtroom. Her doctor is under oath and he says, you know, her case is fatal. He's asked how much time does she have left? And the doctor says a few months. Mm -hmm. And this lady is shocked. She faints and almost hits the ground. But her husband, Tom, and the doctors rush over to help her. She's taken back home. And Tom goes back to the courtroom that afternoon Mm-hmm. And they basically say that she's probably too weak to come to the courtroom. So the judge says, well, we want her testimony. Would it be okay if we go over to the house tomorrow and, and have court proceedings there? Husband agrees to this. They bring in reporters and she's all over the news. If I'm remembering right, she wins the case. And, and, and the law was so messed up then. The way I understand it is... If you won the case, but you were already dead, you didn't get any money because you were considered dead. So your family wasn't entitled to that cash. Mm-hmm. So she wins the case in like April and she's still alive. She's still thinking this is going to work out. And then the company appeals it. And the, she's told that she has to live t- until I believe July 10th. And she's already on, on borrowed time, right? Mm-hmm. I believe they said that it was going to go to arbitrator. So not one judge, but like a group of people. 
On July 6th, they come back saying, we've decided unanimously that you deserve this money. And the company says, we're going to take this to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court refuses to hear it, which means that the lower courts, their ruling stands. So her family got the money. She dies in, I want to say, October of that year. And I want to say it's October of like 37. And the husband never got over her death. It might have been October of 38 now that I'm thinking about it. He lives until 1957 and dies Never got over her death. They say that she was the love of his life, right? Well, uh-huh. They had two little kids. Their son went to the war in Korea, came back, and I think he died of leukemia in 1963. And their daughter only lived until 1990. And she was in oh. her 50s when she died. Wow. Yeah, so all this family is gone. Wow. Uh, one of the women who lost an arm and who they thought that she was going to die... Like, in the 1930s, Mm -hmm. she ends up living until, like, into her 90s. Wow. And they say one of the things that helped her was when she realized she was on borrowed time, instead of just going into her house and dying, she decided to embrace life. Mm -hmm. And she eventually had kids and became a grandmother. And her grandkids said she didn't let her... I know, I hate using ableist language like this. She didn't let her disability stop her. Yeah, but the grandkid gave an example. Like, when the grandkid was little... She wanted to know how to jump rope. So she asked her grandmother. And the grandma says, you know, I can't jump rope because of my one arm. But then the grandmother looked at her and says, actually, hold on. Let me tie. And the grandmother tied one end of a rope to a fence Mm -hmm. and jump roped with the other arm to Mm -hmm. show the grandkid how to do it. Uh And they said that the grandma was very gregarious, the type of person that everybody loved. Mm -hmm. And if you asked her how she lost the arm, she would share the story and that she would she would have fun with it. Like, it wasn't like she was just quiet about it. Or and, crying. Or crying. But she said whenever her grandmother would retell the story, she would also mention the other ladies who weren't as fortunate as her mm. and who died uh, before right. they were able to have families. Yeah. And I didn't know this because I'm an idiot, and most people are. Apparently, we knew about how bad radium poisoning was going back to 1901, but it wasn't in the mainstream. So Mm -hmm. none of these women had to suffer this way. It was just because the company was cheap. Yeah, it's terrible. And the radium corporations, you know, kept pulling stuff like this and they keep kept refusing to clean up the land. So one of the things they would do is they would they would close factories like the ones in New Jersey or the ones in Ottawa where most of our, our protagonists in this book are from. And they take the waste and just like throw it around the oceans or throw it around schoolyards. And they say that a lot of people in these towns had a higher rate of getting cancer and dying, mm-hmm. had a higher rate of their animals dying before mm-hmm. they reached maturity. Mm-hmm. And the, the companies just refused to pay for any of the cleanup and were eventually closed down in like the 70s because of the oh, stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they made some documentary called Radium City. Mm-hmm. I think about the town in New Jersey where a lot of this happened back in like 87. Oh, wow. It was a really good book. Interesting. I enjoyed it a lot. What do you think? Does this sound like something you'd like to read? I don't know. It sounds depressing, but I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. And they say in Canada, 
they eventually erected a statue in the honor of the Radium Girls in like 2011. Mm, wow. But it took them a while. Were they from Canada? Yeah. So the story takes place. I mean, there were there were these factories all over, but the ones that the author really focused on were uh, one in Ottawa and one in New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. So part of the story does take place in Canada. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I read the book. I'm glad I gave it a shot. I really, really enjoyed it and would highly recommend it. Oh, well. J-Lo. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow night. Yes. You and I will be watching a Brian Cranston, Cranston movie called Trumbo, uh-huh. which is based on a book. So last night, after I come up with a, a plan to prank you about the great Barbara Walters. Oh, my goodness. And it was a fun prank. We all enjoyed ourselves, especially you. Uh, I I knew that wasn't true after I was like, oh, wait a minute. It's not bad. I heard about this this morning. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I started reading the book Trumbo because I had bought it on Audible years and years ago, like in 2016, mm-hmm. and I never listened to it. And, of course, once I get on Bard in 2018, I find out that it's there for free. Oh, wow. But I decided to go to the audio Audible version, mm-hmm. version because I already paid for this book. Mm-hmm. I'm not too far into it, but I'm really enjoying the author apparently was working on it when Dalton Trumbo was still alive. Mm. So he actually interviewed him a lot. When did he die? I'm guessing in the 70s. Actually, let's find out. So I'm not guessing. Alexa, when did Dalton Trumbo die? Oh, wow. September 10th, 1976. Wow, okay, okay. At the age of 70 years. Wow. Because his birthday is in December. He was born in December of 05. And his mom had suffered a miscarriage very early on that year. So he would have been 71. Had he lived another three months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he didn't. Mm -hmm. Or I'm sorry, seven. yeah, 71. Yeah. yeah. Had he lived. Yeah. Another three months, but he didn't. So Mm -hmm. his parents growing up treat him like, you know, he's super special he had other siblings, but he was like, you know, the star of the family in a sense. Yeah, and, superstar. Yep. Yeah, and his, he said that his mom pretty much controlled the house. His dad was a nice enough guy. And he said that he only got slapped once by his dad. Mm-hmm. And it was when he was, a, I think, a teenager. And he said something disparaging to his mom. Mm-hmm. So the, the dad, like, backhanded him or something. But just one time. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like he was beaten in the house. And he probably never did it again. No. In 1908, the family moves to Grand Junction, Colorado. And it's a small town. It's still there. Something I found interesting, though, I knew that Dalton Trumbo was a screenwriter. Mm -hmm. But I was unaware that he also wrote books outside of um, Johnny Got Your Gun. Annie Got Get Your Gun. I thought it was Johnny, but maybe I'm No, it's Annie Get Your Gun. Okay, outside of of Annie Get Your Gun. But... He he wrote other books, too. Mm-hmm. And I think his earliest one that got published was one called Eclipse, which is loosely based on his experience growing up in, um, in uh, Colorado. Mm-hmm. So the author takes a trip to Grand Junction. And, you know, because this was back in the day and Dalton Trumbo was super famous and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The book didn't sell that well, but... In Grand Junction, it's like a bestseller. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't find it at the library because people check it out so much. Mm -hmm. And, like, the 
the author makes it implies that pretty much every adult who was alive in Grand Junction at the time had either read the book or was planning to read it. Mm-hmm. So it was super popular there. Um, you know, so Dalton has a pretty good childhood. It's affected a little bit by World War One, and his dad is works at a, a shoe store. So he's kind of like Al Bundy in a sense, right? Oh wow. Well. I mean, I don't know if I'd say exactly like Al Bundy, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And his dad, one Christmas, or I'm sorry, Dalton is off for his first year at college. And it's Thanksgiving, not Christmas. And the dad's boss basically tells him, we're going to fire you after the new year. And Dalton said that his dad never really recovered from that. Mm. Dalton Trumbo eventually moves to Hollywood in, like, the early 1930s. Talks his way into writing articles and books. He got a publisher for Eclipse overseas because his uh, literary agent thought, if you can't get published here, but we get you published in, in Britain then that'll force publishers to get it published here. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really work out that way. I'm sure eventually it did because so many people had it in Colorado. But we haven't gotten to that part of the story. Where I am at now is he just got hired to be a script supervisor and I want to believe Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? I don't know. Okay. I don't know much about him. Okay. Well, good. Cool. I know that Steve Martin said that he was a good dad. And Steve Martin would know that's how you ask. Because Steve Martin was dating one of Dalton Trumbo's daughters. Wow. And he went and he went to their house. Yeah, obviously. a few times. And he said that he was really engaging and all that stuff. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's good. And Steve Martin also dated Dean Martin's daughter. But oh, that's you already know that story. Actually, I did not know that story. Oh, you don't? Okay. No. And you can actually find proof about this online. That's so, funny. <clears throat> what happened is, I want to say 1968, <clears throat> there was a show called The Dating Game. Of course, and I used to watch that in the 80s, too. Okay. Maybe you sort of watched it in the 60s. But what happened was... I wasn't, I wasn't alive then. They bring out this lady who's, you know, she gets to choose a bachelor. The host is talking to her, and he says, and I understand that you are the daughter of, of Dean Martin. She's like, yeah, I am. Then they have these bachelors. Mm-hmm. And the person who won the date with her was a young comedy writer by the name of Steve Martin. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because they both have the same last name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So I'm assuming that they actually went out on the on the date. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that there, J-Wall? And that was before uh, The Jerk because The Jerk was in 1970-something. I want to say 79 or 1980. Yeah, okay. It was either December of 79 or early 80. I would probably say 79, but we Yeah, yeah. but he, was, he had already won an Oscar by the time he released The Jerk. Oh, because wow. he had made a short film that won him an Oscar. What, what what film was that? I forget the name of it. I think it's called The Waiter, but I could be wrong. Oh, wow. And he had already won Grammys because he had put out comedy albums and he had toured arena. So he was rich and famous by the time The Jerk was released. Wow. Yeah. And he also hosted Saturday Night Live something like 10 times back in the 70s. Oh, I, I've never seen an episode with him. I would have loved to have seen an See, a lot him. of people think... Just because they see DVDs and videos on YouTube that he was a cast member for like a year. But that's just because he used to host so much back in right, the 70s. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people loved, loved him hosting SNL, it sounds like. 
Yeah, well, I mean, he's Steve Martin. He's great at almost yeah, everything he, is. he does. Yeah, he is. I would love to Very be as talented. talented as that dude. Yeah. <laughs> but I would love to talk to him just to, to hear stories about, yeah. you know, how his childhood was and how he got into comedy. And That's why I recommend that book, Born Standing Up. I think yeah. you dig it. And he does a narration for the audiobook. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good on Steve Martin. Yeah. Yes. So we did that. We read some books. We did. Or listened to them. Yeah. Whatever. You yeah. We we got information from those books. I got you. I need for your books. Oh my goodness. And we made dinner last night. It turned out really good. I honestly think um before we get on to how the pasta turned out, mm-hmm. which it turned out super good. Yeah. But I honestly think our Italian bread was better than the bread that we had the other day. Oh, thank you. Because of the baguette that I bought. Yeah. It was really good. It was super crunchy. Um, just about the right amount of crunch and the butter and the um, the basil and the parsley, which we still have a lot of parsley. Um, just, just really went well with the bread. And since I gave you two baguettes, we're going to be uh, making it uh, again tonight. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We made, what was it, a creamy garlic pasta? It was a creamy garlic pasta. Yes. Yes. We did. It was It was really good. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And also very filling because I only had one bowl of pasta. I had two bowls. But I have leftovers for me. Yeah, but not for me. But I am excited about the creamy Tuscan chicken because I fell in love with the taste of it after we finished the last time we made it. Yeah. It was so good. It was and, really good. And the um the sun-dried tomatoes just made the the meal um I think that was like the the heart of the meal really. Mm-hmm. Not just the chicken but the the sun-dried tomatoes because it just gave it a lot of flavor. And, yes, yes. And the oil. Mm, yes. It's good stuff. I'm excited about it too, babes. I'm also excited that we're going to do the um the green bean casserole again. That'll be fun. Yes. Yes. And I'll get to use my loaf pan. Yeah, I love you there. J-Lo loaf pan? J-Lo loaf pan. Yes. Oh, my god. Or maybe we could sort it into J-Lo loaf. No. Okay. No. Babes. Yep. I heard about this movie called Everything Everywhere All at Once. And then a friend recommended it because she saw she saw it a couple months ago and said it was really good. When did you hear about it the first time? Earlier this year because it came out in like. I don't know, March of 2022. Wow. Yeah. But I didn't really know that much about it. And then last night we sat down to watch it. Yeah. Do you want to give the overview? Or I will try to give the overview because there's a lot of stuff that went on in it. Um, basically, the premise uh, was uh, there's this. Would you stop? Go on. There's a family called the Wongs. I know some people would call. I know that people. Uh, there are some people in the movie that said Wang instead of Wong, but I think it's Wong. Oh. And um, Evelyn Wong and <laughs> Waymond. Wong. And by the way, they pronounce it as Waymond. That's not us trying to make fun it's, of Chinese. It sounds. People. I thought it was Raymond, but it's supposed to be Waymond. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Uh, Waymond and Evelyn are the two main characters, and. Evelyn and Wayman run this laundromat in the beginning of the movie and they have to do their taxes because they own this laundromat and they're putting together a Chinese New Year's party. Yeah. And they have one daughter named Joy who has a girlfriend named Becky, but um, 
doesn't she uh, Evelyn doesn't know how she's going to introduce Becky to her grandpa who they call uh, Gong Gong. Yeah. And um then all of a sudden Evelyn goes into this elevator and Waymond tells her that um that there's something going on and it's in the multiverse and um she's he's giving he's giving her all this information and and she gets these um this ear earpiece right yeah and he's trying to tell her what's going on and um in the midst of all that he has um divorce papers um it's hard to kind of put a storyline together only because there's all these things happening in in several um universes there's a hot dog verse where um everybody's fingers are are hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> There's an a kung fu verse where um people are fighting, correct? Yeah. And then there's the alpha verse. What are they doing in the alpha verse? They're just remember. they're trying to piece this together how, how to stop. A, so basically, a version of joy is trying to destroy all the worlds because he created the everything bagel. The the every yeah she she created the the bagel with everything um with, yeah yeah the bagel that's supposed to destroy everything and the alpha burst is trying to track down evil joy who they call Jobu Tabaki Jobu Tabaki and at one Tabaki, point yeah. uh, she merges with all the joys from all the multiverses also um there's also Deidre who's the um the tax lady that's auditing them yeah and she's in she's kind of like almost like a villain in this um. In one of the verses, because she tries to hit um, Evelyn with his pipe. No, Evelyn tries to hit her. I thought. No, no, she came after her with the pipe. Remember? No, Evelyn thought that, and then Evelyn because wait, oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, but in the know. but in the one universe, it looks like uh, Deidre is coming after her with the pipe. Yeah, and uh, by the way, I don't think that. Um, she's doing her tax. I mean, I'm sure she's an honest citizen, but I don't think that she's. Uh, has an issue with her taxes in like the original version that we see right. her in, Evelyn. In. Right, yeah. and and while she is in the audit room or the the place where they're um being audited, she keeps on thinking about what's going on because she doesn't know if anybody knows about it. Mm -hmm. And and Deirdre's like, Evelyn, are you here? Did you hear what I said? <laughs> and and meanwhile, Waymond is appearing as Alpha Waymond. And Waymond in the RV when he's saying, oh, maybe we shouldn't have gotten married. And yeah. he's crying. And then there's Waymond in the parking lot. I, just, I have to say this again. It does sound super, like, racist when we say Waymond. Like that's, that's his name. I know, though. like, we're making fun of Chinese people. I, But we're not. That is that is his name in the movie. No, and, and it's just so <laughs> funny because I want to say Raymond. Yeah, I do too. It's actually Waymond. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's like um, multi um, versions of Evelyn as like an opera singer on stage and a chef. And at one point, we see wakes up in a movie theater, and we thought the movie had ended because it says uh, credits. The end. The end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what? That can't be over. And you're like, no, I don't think so. It's like we have like another 50 minutes. Yeah, because we were listening to the audio descriptive version of it. And the audio descriptive version is really good. It is really good. And I like it, too, because there are some subtitles in the movie. And the audio descriptive version, obviously, they read it. So I actually texted my friend this morning, and I let her know. I'm just like, hey, we really enjoyed the movie. And by the way, for future reference, there is an audio descriptive version of this film. 
Yeah. yeah. Let's go on. Um, so there's all these things going on. Um, Joe Butapaki, um, comes out and is basically showing Evelyn, uh, the bagel that she created because she wanted. <laughs> okay. I know it's funny. Isn't I know. It? I know. It's, it's, it's odd. Well, that, you know, she, she, um, she put everything in that bagel, hence yeah. the name everything bagel, mm -hmm. which I'll never think of the same way again. Cause I'm going to think about that movie now. Yes. Um, that she was trying to kill herself by sucking herself, her whole entire body and life into that bagel. And then there's one scene where there are two rocks. Uh, Evelyn yeah. and Joy's, uh, Joy are two rocks. And then um, there was one scene where um, Evelyn is pulling Joy back and uh, Jobu is like trying to defeat um, everything. Evelyn. Yeah. All the Joys. Yeah. And then, um, and, and it's weird because Wayman is trying to tell all these jumpers because even Gong Gong is getting into the action. Mm -hmm. And Gong Gong has these jumpers that are jumping from one pad to the next, right? Yeah. And then, and, and it's like from one universe to the next universe. And Gong Gong's trying to defeat Evelyn. And Evelyn's thinking, well, I'm not the, I'm the wrong Evelyn that you're looking for, Wayman, because he's, he, Wayman is trying to get her to fight the evil that's happening. Yeah. It was really good. It was good, but it was kind of confusing. Yeah. Actually. So a couple of things of note is I'm fascinated with the idea of alternative realities. I don't believe it, but I don't not believe it. I think it's very interesting and it's something that we should be exploring more. Uh, and a lot of completely disagree. I only think, that. I will say this, it's fun to think about. Like, I know some people have the the whole, like, past lives theory. Like, I was this in a past life or whatever. It kind of reminds me of that. It, it's fun to think about, but I don't think that there's any evidence to support that theory. Well, and I notice I said alternative realities, right? Yeah. Instead of uh, parallel universes or the multiverse. So... When you die, presumably you believe that you will be going to heaven, and one could make the alternate one could make the argument that that's an alternative reality, right? Because it's not this reality. Oh my goodness! So I don't necessarily when I say alternative reality, I know the implication is multiverse. Yeah, and to some extent, yes, it falls within that category, but it's not the only thing I would classify under that. But but, but but during this movie, it was very confusing. Is you yeah. had to kind of keep track of Evelyn so, in the present. What? Yeah. So what I what I I would go on to say is that I enjoyed the movie. I wish that there was a little bit less humor and a little bit more focus on connecting pieces earlier. So instead of making it the everything bagel, I understand that that's <laughs> really funny. Yes, it is. But I, that's not the route that I would have taken. I, it's a little bit too on the nose for me, that part of it. And I felt that instead of making it an everything bagel and going back to the bagel, maybe you talk a little bit more about, well, what does this really mean? And how can we really follow these characters better? Mm -hmm. um, now, that said, I really did enjoy the movie. Um, I, I did like the speech that, Evelyn gave to Joy because she was trying to explain to Joy, like I know, I know this is horrible for you, but I don't know. I'm 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 paraphrasing because yeah. I don't remember everything she said. But she, but her point being is that it doesn't matter what you do. I I will always want. I will always want to be with you. Yeah. 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 And and she um because she really wanted she really 
felt like her daughter was um, slipping away from her. I mean, in a sense, and it's kind of said in the movie, so I'm not revealing too much, but this movie really, you could say it's about the multiverse, but you could also say it's about Evelyn feeling that she failed as a parent Mm -hmm. and her coming to grips with that. And, and Wayman not wanting people to fight anymore. Yeah. And, um, you know, Wayman just felt like she, he really failed his family and failed his marriage. Um, and it was kind of interesting seeing, you know, montages and in, in different parts of uh, Wayman and Evelyn mm-hmm. and how um, their lives are, how their life is together. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. And then how Gong Gong was kind of like, he was this old guy that um in the beginning and then he was um and then he and then he was thrust into the multiverse and trying to kill his own daughter it was good stuff it was kind of it was hard to follow at times yeah but it was good i enjoyed it it was yeah i I, kind of like the fighting scenes yeah and the earpieces were cool too yes good stuff and i I like that um i like that raymond had a um a wayman i'm sorry wayman had a fanny pack yeah (laughs) because <laughs> I have one cool. I do too. Yes. Yes. There we go there, Jay Wall. Yeah, they were good in that movie. Yeah. Uh, then we watched another movie. A Tale of Two Cities. Yeah. It was the breast of times. Oh, my it goodness. It was the worst It times. wasn't. We're not talking about that book. Oh, sorry. A Tale of Two Cities. Two Cities. Two Cities. It's basically about this revolution that takes place in, I want to say, Europe. Um, in England, yep. In England, and people die, people... Yeah, it's about that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> There's a lot to cover, and that's a simple explanation. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. That's not a simple explanation. You gotta... No, there are characters that we follow throughout this movie. Bubs. But... You gotta give a little See, bit... See, this is why I wanted to do everything everywhere all at once, but... Oh no, 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 no. But, but it's, it takes place a couple hundred years ago, and people are being imprisoned... Um, and there's a revolution. <laughs> no, part 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 of the reason I don't want to say too much is because I want people to experience this movie. I want to read the book too. Yeah. So I think we've come to a consensus that after we finish Lolita and the Pilgrim's Progress books, we're gonna do uh, the Greatest American Journey and then the Tale of Two Cities. Maybe. Yes. Maybe in that order. Yes. Or maybe I read something else. Oh. Well, I mean. You know, I read books on my own, but I mean, I'm saying, you know. I know. Yeah. It's hard to keep track of two books at once, bubs. Oh, yeah. So I say, I say, I think that's how we should do it. Uh, The Greatest American Journey and then um, A Tale of Two Cities. Okay. Two, yeah. two cities. cities. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it was a good movie night. I they, give... Yeah, they were both good. I think I'd give... Um, Everything, everywhere, all at once, at least a seven and a half. Yeah, me too. And I think I would give uh, A Tale of Two Cities um, a seven. Yeah. It, so. They're both good but hard to follow. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and somebody dies from the guillotine who is not guilty, but he puts himself up to be killed in A Tale of Two Cities. And we ta- thought about calling this episode Greetings from the Guillotine. Uh, and and I, by we, I mean I do. And yeah, that's you. Alana ruled that idea out. I didn't like that. Oh. We'll have to think of something else. Yeah. <laughs> J-Lo. Yes. Did you have any dreams last night? Oh, yeah. I, got, I had like, I think three or four dreams. Nice. So the first dream that I could think of was me and this guy went to this older woman's house. 
and she was getting ready to move to a different house in the same neighborhood she was in. Um, it sounded to me in my dream like she might have been from Chicago. Um, and she was talking about her new husband who was um who she was in love with and she was um and he was strong and protective and all that. And uh, and then she also said that she um she remarried. Um her new husband was her second. What are you doing? No, I'm listening. Okay. What was that? I was just touching your head. Okay. The then she said that that she um remarried her new husband and she um her first husband died. And that was my dream, which I'm not sure why I dreamed about that. Yeah. Uh the second dream I can think of was I was on I was on a bus and this was like a, a bus that was um on my on the way to my house. It was sometime in the night and the bus driver says, "Oh, um I want to introduce you to the new kids on the block because you're on the bus. Yeah. And they came over to say hi, but they never said anything. And I didn't get to shake their hands because the bus driver said, okay, you can sit back at your seats now. Nice. <laughs> nice. And then I had a dream that my sister told me, oh, um, by the way, uh, um, mom didn't give birth to us naturally. She had um, in vitro fertilization. And our dad isn't our real dad, which that was kind of weird. And that's why uh, they were preemies. Yes. <laughs> and then I woke, and then I, I, that was my, that one dream. And then the next dream is when, um, you were, you were at my house for some reason. I think for some reason you were over and I woke up and, uh, we were in my room. I woke up and I said, I hear something in the kitchen. So I hear something in the kitchen and it sounded like someone was making breakfast. Mm -hmm. And then I go into the living room and I hear somebody's voice, somebody on the couch saying something and I forgot what it was. And I said, could you please tell me if anybody's here? And you turn on the lights and there's my family with my grandma there included. And um, I go to sit down for breakfast and my grandma's like, oh, you're late. You, you have to eat your breakfast. And then I realize that I'm half naked and I have to go back into my bedroom and put on my pajamas. <laughs> and when I said that you were laughing. Yes. And then the fifth dream is when I, I dreamt that, that I heard um, music on my Google Nest Mini, which actually happened in real life. But yes. those are my dreams. Nice. Yeah. I had very a, weird. I had a quick dream and it's not nearly as interesting as yours. We were kind of like uh, making out at one, night, uh, one point and I'm hearing the song. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Who, who. who are you? Who are you by the who? Yeah. So we both had dreams about uh, performers that we saw perform live this year. Yeah, it was very odd. Yeah. Yes. Very good, Jay Wool. Yes. Well, babes. Yeah. You need a snack. I do. Yeah. And I know, were we going to watch the second part of the Ken Birds documentary today or tomorrow? Uh, Let's check the time and we'll decide on what we're going to do. By Sounds that. good. Okay. All right, but I want to make sure that you get that snack and those chips and whatnot. So I think we should wrap it up. What are you thinking? Oh, good. Yeah, okay. Yes. All right, give me a quick kiss. No. Okay, give me a kiss. I don't want to. Okay, good. Mm. 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 All right. Oh, my goodness. What else? Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.